Gents, welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. Hope you're all doing really well. Hope you're, if you're in Australia, or specifically here in Melbourne, hope you're adjusting to this cooler weather. Oh my gosh, I tell you what, each morning I go over to the ocean, I do a, a cold water swim to try and tap into my inner Wim Hof, and I, it's getting tough. It's getting a little bit tricky, so I hope uh, whatever challenges you're setting for yourself, you're dealing with them well. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it well, but I'm getting some questionable looks from the locals, and and rightly so. And uh, actually, just yesterday, I was I was over in the water, and I was thinking about some of the benefits that uh, this ice water swimming has, some of the reasons that I do it, and it got me thinking uh, about uh, more in depth about the the intentionality behind running recovery, because I'm not sure how long you've been in the sport for. I'm not sure how many coaches you've had. I'm not sure how many training groups you've had. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna guess. I'll take a wild stab in the dark and assume that you'd be well aware of, of the importance of getting out there and actually doing the work, doing the training. Distance runners seem great at this, to be fair. We're fantastic at putting in the hard work. We really suck at putting our feet up and recovering. And uh, one of the most overlooked elements of training and, and one of the biggest points of focus that, that I have with the athletes that I work with is making sure they're uh, aware of the importance of down days and recovery time and establishing some personal rules for their own training program. I think if you are, you know, if you're anything like me, especially when I was younger and a little bit more naive, or not naive, but just a, a little bit less educated on the subject of running, I, I could just go out and run for miles and miles. And I just had this assumption that the more I ran, the better I would be. And that was the end of the argument in my mind. And it just, it turned out to be to be so far from the truth. I mean, it didn't take me long to start looking at athletes who are training a lot less than me, uh, who are running a lot faster than me uh, until I go, okay, hang on a second. Like something something in my little uh, in my little equation here doesn't quite add up. So I, I wanted to take a few minutes today to speak to you about this in a little more depth uh, to, to encourage you to consider some ways to implement some recovery into your own running uh, and, and just to figure out how we can actually get more out of our training sessions by making sure that the days in between are, are a little lighter, a little bit more relaxed. And I think, honestly, I'm not sure if it's just a, a cultural thing or it's a, a thing of 2022. Honestly, I mean, I've read books back from the Stoics where they talk about the busyness of life and things definitely haven't slowed down in 2022. So I think sometimes our mindset of just go, 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 more, 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 more filters through to the world of running. And I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to just give you some points of focus because the truth is most of us are busy. We're balancing work with life, with family. Like I spoke about last week, if you didn't hear that podcast, you can go back and have a bit of a listen to that one. But uh, the idea of actually putting your feet up in any part of our life has been forgotten about. So we'll get into that in just a moment. But before we do, I wanted to let you know that on this is for you Victorians, especially for those of you who might be down in Gippsland on the 28th of June, which I think is the first week of the school holidays from 9am to 3pm at the Trelgan Little Athletics Track, I'll be running uh, our first relaxed running kids clinic. So it's aimed at kids who are 9 to 13 and it's not just aimed at distance runners. I mean, it's aimed at little kids who love to run, little kids who's got a lot of energy. It's aimed at little footballers, little soccer players, little basketballers. If your kid loves to run, if, they, if they're energetic, whether they're boy or girl, they're welcome out here. It's going to be a uh, I mean, it's going to have a big focus on running-based games. We'll do exercises, skills, and drills that some of the top runners in all sports from around the world uh, do, or whether they do it consciously or unconsciously. Uh, we're also going to do a, a mini running session. Uh, we'll do some goal setting. It's just going to be a, a really fun day. So I've opened it up to at least 30 
kids. Um, the spaces are filling up. So if you're interested, jump over to Relax Running, kick on, uh, click on the Kids Clinic link there. Uh, you can sign up. If you've got any questions, please just hit that contact button. So if you're a footballer, you know a little kid, you know someone in the area who might enjoy it, make sure you, you let them know. But with that said, let's jump into uh, this list. I've got about six things I've written down here for, for you guys to consider. Some of them you'll be familiar with, some of them you won't be, but but let's just jump into it. The The first point I wanted to talk about is is a stretching routine. Now, if you've listened to any of the episodes with Ryan Mannix, who's a former runner or still a runner and a yoga instructor, you're going to be well aware of some of the benefits that, that a yoga practice has in our uh, in our running routine. Now, I'm a really big fan of yoga and have been for the last few years. I, I love the stretching element. I love the mobility. I love the strength that it offers. And I also like it on a down day just to be able to switch off a little bit, focus in on my breath, tune into how I'm feeling, just get in touch with my body a little bit more to find out how the training that I'm putting in is actually being absorbed. Now, if you're brand new to yoga, like I was just a few years ago, you don't have to go straight to a, a yoga studio and uh, put yourself into a practice in front of a whole room full of people. Jump on board, jump on YouTube and check out someone like Yoga with Adrian. Check out Travis Elliott, who I like, another guy called Baron Baptiste, if you're into the more hippie vibes. These guys, as they instruct, they walk you through some of the benefits of the practice. Now, for me, the main benefit, I think, is psychological. The truth is, physically, I always feel fantastic after a yoga session. Now, I think the science differs. There's a lot of different conversations around the benefits of stretching to the actual improvement of your running. But for me, uh, I'm not necessarily that fussed about how much faster it makes me run the next day. I'm more interested in how it makes me feel the next day when I get out for a run. And there's very, very few yoga sessions that I finish and feel worse than what I did before I started. In fact, I'm not sure that's ever been the case. And if I felt super tired after, it's momentary. It's uh, a couple of minutes later or an hour later I'm feeling refreshed. So uh, what I what I like to do is you can implement this into any part of your day. A, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are obviously balancing work with their running training. They're like, Tice, yeah, but mate, I don't, I don't have any more time in my life for any more training. The beauty with a thing like yoga or just it doesn't have to be structured yoga. The beauty with a thing like a stretching routine is it can be done at nighttime when the kids are in bed and you're watching your favorite TV show. Uh, you can just sit down on the floor and, and start moving through a, through a couple of stretches. I like to focus on points of tension in my body. I seem to get, if I'm going to get sore from running, often it's through my, my calves or my quads. Um, so I'll jump on, I'll jump on a, a mat and just work through some of those stretches. And uh, 10 minutes, just a couple of times a week, is, is super beneficial. Uh, test it. Don't just take my word for it. Start doing a couple of little yoga practices. Start doing a couple of little strength sessions. And just see how you feel on the following day's run. Does it feel better? Do you not notice any difference? Put it into practice. The idea of stretching is uh, is forgotten. And a good a good point of uh, a good place to start is is jumping on board and listening to the Ryan Mannix interview that he's been on here twice. Uh, I actually off the top of my head I can't remember what episode number it is. But if you just Google Ryan Mannix relaxed running podcast, it should come up. It was a really good episode. The second one is and it goes without saying, but I mean, I feel like I have to say it because of what we established at the start. Distance runners are so good at just getting out there and just going so hard that the idea of taking a rest day or a down day, a day where you just put your feet up and you don't train, uh, these are so beneficial. The idea of a rest day is something that even Ryan Hall, who's the American marathon record holder towards the end of his career, he started just taking one day off a week. And he's uh, uh, like uh, historically, marathon runners 
look at uh, how many miles they're running in a week, how many Ks they can fit into a seven-day period. So the idea of a marathon runner taking a day off is unheard of, especially on a weekly basis. So if it's good enough for a two-hour, four-minute marathon runner, I'm going to encourage you to consider based on the fact, I'm guessing maybe you have run faster than that. I'm not sure. Maybe you're Kipchoge and you've tuned in for the day. I'm, I'm, hey, great to have you here, Adelaide. I'm a big fan. But if you're not, um, hey, consider just putting your feet up for those days. Uh, I think a, a really good point is um, if you don't necessarily like having a complete day off, even a very, very easy jog. Those of you who have been around for a while know I always say to my athletes, your easy days are your days where you go out to run at a pace that you'd be embarrassed to be seen running out and then slow down even more. Yeah, but I know, okay, I've heard the response. You bet, Tyus, I'm embarrassed to be seen running at any pace. Slow down. Who cares? If people have a problem with the pace that you're running at, the chances are, uh, the, I just feel like those kind of people have too much time on their hands. So maybe let go of the opinions of others. Slow it right down. It's a good chance just to get that blood fl- flowing through the body. You're still building up that aerobic fitness. Um, and the beauty is, the uh, like assuming that your coach has got a nice structured plan for you, Tomorrow is probably going to be a slightly more difficult day or a couple of days down the track will be a more difficult session. So we've got to try and find that nice balance. If you're rocking up to your hard days and still feeling a little bit flat, that's not ideal. We want to be rocking up to our hard sessions with some fresher legs. You don't have to be 100% fresh. I mean, when I was running 150K a week, it's always difficult to rock up to any session with super fresh legs. But I used to always like to make my easy runs the day before my difficult sessions, really, really easy because I knew what I was in for the the following day. So, um, hey, save yourself years of guesswork and and just start speaking with your coach. If you haven't got a coach, find someone in the industry. I'm obviously offering coaching. I've still got spaces available if you're interested. So you can jump over to relaxrunning.com and click on the coaching tab if you want to get in touch and find out how that works. But find someone that you trust to be able to develop a, an established or a well-thought-out plan, not just someone who's giving you, all right, train harder, and this will be about right. You want something that's personalized to your lifestyle, to your fitness level, to your goals. Um, That's the problem with a generalized training plan, is generalized doesn't really take into consideration you as an individual. It might be like a, a foundation or a bit of a guideline, but that's no good when you wake up and you've got a head cold and you're not sure how to adjust, uh, adjust your training. So find someone that you trust, figure out how it is that you can uh, put into practice some of these more easy recovery days in between your sessions. The third one is, and I tell you what, it's a bit of a Ryan Mannix uh, family family affair here today. We've got uh, nutrition. Now, the reason I say it's a family affair is because this is Ryan Mannix's girlfriend, wife, I'm not 100% sure. Either way, she's a gun. She's a nutritionist, Ali McLean. Uh, Again, I'm sorry, I I didn't write down the episode numbers, but if you Google Ali McLean uh, nutrition or Ali McLean relaxed running podcast, you're going to find a whole heap of quality conversation with me and her. It's mostly her bringing the quality. I'm just asking the questions. Uh, So she gives some really, really interesting feedback and information on the importance of nutrition for running recovery, for running performance, and for you as an individual, just like training plans, uh, you know, a running a, a running nutrition plan or a nutrition plan isn't a one size fits all. So listen to that, consider that. I think she does like a, 
like a free 30-minute consultation with anyone who's interested in hearing more. So feel free to reach out to her. But the idea that we're distance runners and we're not paying attention, like assuming we're not paying attention to the food that we're eating, it's like just rocking up to a petrol station and not paying too much attention to the fuel that we're, we're getting in the car. I mean, does it work for a little while? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not a real car mechanic, so I'm not sure why I went with that analogy. But what I'm trying to say is you're only going to get out of your body what you're, what you're feeding it. So, hey, pay attention to how you feel after you eat certain food foods pay attention to the training sessions that you've completed after a certain meal for me i used to like to pay attention to the times that i ate before that competition so get get a little bit accustomed with uh, the best meals and the best times to eat those particular meals before you run and uh, even draw it back out to the night before and your post run uh, sort of recovery meals as well because obviously if we're smashing our bodies on a fairly regular basis, which as distance runners, it's just a part of the territory, we want to make sure that we're rebuilding and refueling those muscles effectively. And, and what would better way to, to do that than through um, diet, uh, nutrition, water, and, and just that liquid intake. So if you've got no idea where to start, I recommend Ali McLean as a, as a start point for that. Uh, the third one is uh, another one fairly obvious if you've been in the sport for a while, but a lot of us might not think why. Uh, incorporating a cool down after your session. So don't just get to the end of your Tuesday night session and go, all right, yeah, I mean, the kids have got to have dinner. I better get home and start cooking. Try and start the session a bit earlier so you can incorporate a cool down. The, the cool down is a great opportunity just to, to bring that body temperature back down, just to help redistribute that blood flow a, a little more effectively, help make sure that our, our body's just, um, what do you say? It's sort of just coming down from a little bit of that intensity that that session really drew out of us. So it doesn't have to be a really long effort. For, for the newer athletes that I coach, I'm encouraging them to do at least sort of five to 10 minutes of very slow jogging. Don't make the mistake of thinking these are just more Ks for the sake of Ks. There's a there's a very important reason that we do it. And uh, I, I don't know if you've ever trialed this. I wouldn't recommend that you do. But on a couple of days back in, especially when I was training really hard, like I was, I was doing really solid track sessions, there was a couple of days where my timing was just poor and I was in a hurry to get away from the track to wherever I needed to be. So I just thought, you know what, the main part of the session's done. I'll just get, I'll just get home and won't worry about the cool down tonight. I mean, it wasn't an ideal approach, but my coach didn't know. So I thought I got away with it. But now I'm confessing. Um, I would always wake up the days after that. It only happened a few times and was mind-blown. At, at how sore my body was. So you, you didn't have to be a genius to realize that one of the most important ingredients missing from a, a session like that and the recovery from a session like that was the cool down. So it was something that I, I did very rarely and uh, you know I, I paid for it on those few days that I did. As a continuation of that, I would, I would encourage you guys to consider getting a massage, whether that's once a month or whether it's one, you know once every couple of months. For some of us, that's a it's a bit of an expense. It doesn't have to be a, a really expensive thing. I just like the idea of, of just getting a little bit of pressure into my calves, my quads, especially my ITBs used to get quite tight. But I used to just ask my wife. I, I married up. I married a, a woman who uh, knew how passionate I was about improving my running. So every now and then I'd go, hey, babe, do you reckon um, do you reckon if I make dinner, if I give you a massage, you could give me a massage? It was a pretty good success rate. So you don't have to be... Uh, you know, super wealthy to be able to incorporate a regular massage massage routine into your training program. Find someone you know. Find someone you're not, you know, too worried about them touching your calves and ask them if they might be able to give you a bit of a rundown. I used to get Ryan Jackson, who was a, a, a distance runner here in Melbourne years ago, 
to give me a massage after a training session at the tent. And I tell you, that was a humbling experience because we'd set up the massage table just in a car park here at the Botanic Gardens with people running around. I'd have my shirt off, my pants off. I was laying there. It was a disgrace, really. Uh, I'm telling you more than I should, but the reason I tell you that is because it was something that I really prioritised. There's also a lot of student uh, masseurs, masseuses out there who will do it a lot cheaper if you don't have anyone in your life that you are, that you trust to be touching your legs. Uh, alternatively, a, a foam roller. Like there's a, a, I'm sure you would have seen these foam rollers before. If not, just Google it. Great to have in front of the TV and incorporate in that little stretching routine that I was just encouraging you to consider before. So uh, a foam roller, it's the same idea. They can they can really just tap into the muscles, loosen off any nut uh, any nuts. Well, wow. um, loosen up any knots. And, uh, and and just get the legs feeling a little bit better for tomorrow morning. I mean, it doesn't um, it doesn't feel good in the moment, especially if you've been on a foam roller. I'm sure you're aware of that. Uh, but the day after, I can promise it's short term pain for uh, for, for longer term gain. A- another thing that you can consider in the same realm of massage is um, the equivalent of what I'm doing with my ice water swims. Obviously really painful temporarily. You can go to the BP station and get a couple of bags of ice and put it in your bath and sit in that for for five to 10 minutes uh, just to help the inflammation, help your body adjust. I remember I used to work at an Italian restaurant back in about 2010. And I'm not sure if I've told you this before, but the night before I ran my 800 meter PB, I I did like an eight to, it would have been like an eight or 10 hour shift and my legs were just shot. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a tough morning tomorrow morning. So I went home. I got a couple of bags of ice. I sat in the bath for 10 minutes. And I got up and ran a, a it was like a one-second PB over 800 meters. So since that day, I've become such a huge fan of the ice bath that uh, I think it's something that, though it's painful, is highly recommended. If you don't have a bathtub, try and find a cold pool. Try and find the ocean. Uh, I mean, you've got plenty of options. So if you haven't considered that, make sure you do. Uh, the next one, I touched on this briefly before, is is having an actual well-thought-out training plan. I've just, uh, I've just started coaching a new guy by the name of Luke, and he was saying that he had a couple of general training plans for a little while. Uh, the problem with his training plans was um, he, he just wasn't 100% sure how to implement it to a, a, a way that was going to see some really rapid improvement. So he jumped over to, to get coached by me because he was hoping to have something a little bit more personalized, a little bit more structured to make sure that it was you know, you're not only tapering for your races, but you're also doing the hard days where you should and the hard days are within the fitness level and the, the confidence of the athlete that's doing it, but also incorporating those recovery days. I mean, if you're new to the sport, it can be, it can be a little bit overwhelming trying to navigate your way through putting together a really solid training plan. But, but as a bloke who's been in the sport now for 22 years, you, you start to see a few little uh, a few little patterns along the way. So um, if you, I mean, as I said earlier, I've still got spaces if you're interested in getting personal coaching, but you don't have to come to me. It can be, it can just be someone in your area that you, that you trust, that you, you know, that you know, knows a little bit about the, the running routine. So if you want to find out more about that, as I said, jump over to relaxrunning.com and, and hit me up. But, uh, there's nothing more important than the way you structure your training plan for a runner. So, uh, as I've said a few times, if you're not recovering, you're not hitting your top level effort on your hard sessions. And as a result, your yeah, performance tends to plateau uh, and, and tiredness, fatigue and constant running in that kind of uh, state can just lead to, to injury. So, hey, get someone in your life that can uh, sort of point you in the right direction with that way. Um, the last one is is sleep. 
Uh, sleep, obviously, there's there's so much talk about it at the moment. It's a really hot topic. It's a really sexy topic for some reason, considering so many of us don't really like doing it anymore because we've got so many better things to do. It's sort of it's made a little bit of a uh, it's made a little bit of a comeback. And uh, I listened to an episode of Matthew Walker, uh, who's a, I'm not 100% sure what the title of a sleep expert is. What is it? Just a sleep expert. He was a sleep expert who went on to the Joe Rogan podcast and, and talked about all the benefits of that. So if you don't trust me, uh, make sure you go and listen to it, because as athletes, it, it seems to be one of the most important things that we can possibly tap into for our running performance. But like I say every week when I do these solo episodes, there's a million different things that we could focus on when it comes to uh, the you know the lost art of recovery but they're just a couple of bits and pieces some food for thought so um, guys that's all I wanted to offer you today I hope there's a few nuggets of wisdom in there that you found helpful don't forget if you have a kid or know a kid in the Gippsland area from 9 to 13 who might like those kids clinics make sure you uh, make sure you let me know also put this on the calendar I'm thinking very early in the new year six months away I'm putting together a Falls Creek relaxed running trip so I was thinking we'll put together a, a team of about 10 athletes, guys and girls, who go up there and, and spend five days uh, just training with some of the best athletes from around Australia. Uh, obviously, we won't be doing all the same sessions, but just to rub shoulders with these guys and to get into a really low-key, uh, uh, low-key, uh, what do you say, more relaxed environment to start the new year um, with running as a focus and, you know, not so much distraction. There's not heaps to do up at Falls Creek, but it's beautiful. You always come back down from there feeling refreshed. So, if you're interested in that, keep your eyes peeled because um, I'll be putting out an announcement in the next couple of weeks. I've just got to finalize a couple of the last minute details. Um, personal coaching, training programs for, for athletes of all different running-based sports are over at relaxrunning.com. So if you need any help at all, jump over there. If you're uh, trying to find something there that you can't find, shoot me a message by clicking that contact link on the uh, Relax Running page. All those emails go directly to my email account and I check that every weekday so hey make sure you do that guys enjoy the rest of your week have a great weekend uh, happy training and uh, and I'll see you all here again next week <music>